Welcome to Happy Hour, a weekly careers podcast where we talk about work life from the perspective of two real people. That's right, we do. I'm Penny Blackmore. And I'm Brittany Bowering. That's right. That's us. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. That was a cheers, by the way. Sorry. That was better. Perfect. Perfect. What's up, Britt? How's your life going? Oh, you know what? I was having a bit of a struggle earlier this week, just based on weather, (laughs) It's a weather-based struggle. It's really, like, (laughs) this is what happens to me every February. It's, like, dark, rainy, cold. I just, I'm just not used to it. I come from a sunny place. Interesting. A sunny yet freezing place. Correct. Calgary. The Calgary. Uh But the sun makes all the difference. So I um, have been missing that. But then I had a a good end to the week. You know, Um, today's Friday and, you know, the past couple days were very productive and very good. And I was with a client today, which was really fun. Oh, nice. Yeah. Was doing Um, some video stuff. Did you know that seasonal affective disorder, which is mostly it's um, associated with people needing more vitamin D during winter, Mm -hmm. but it actually can happen to anyone anytime. Interesting. So I love winter. Like, I, I don't care I know, if it's grey. you really thrive in it, don't you? <laughs> I'm an indoor gal. But yeah. in summer, I often feel like I feel pressured to do stuff that's fun all the time. Yeah. I feel like everyone else is doing something really fun that I'm not doing, mm-hmm. but I don't know what it is because I've spoken to all my friends and they're not doing anything. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) Some, you know, like mysterious thing is out there that I should be doing. And so, yeah, I like, I love winter. There's just no pressure to do anything. I'm very lazy. That's true. There is no pressure to, to, yeah, (laughs) there's a good feeling that you don't really need to be like out and about Mm. and doing stuff. Um, Okay, but other than that, I also read a really cool article because I was researching for this episode. Yes. And... I felt really, after reading this article, I felt really great about being a woman. Uh, I love being a woman. I know. I mean, I, I, I do also love being a woman. Yeah. But this really made me feel great because mm-hmm. they said, mm-hmm. I mean, basically the, the whole article was just like, uh, we'll put the link in the show notes, but it was just basically like, women are awesome and in a lot of, in like more ways than not, higher performing, uh, like they perform higher than men. And are yeah, just right. better altogether. <laughs> just kidding. I, feel, I actually just feel kidding. really sorry for guys because, like, if someone was like, "You can be a guy, but you, and you'll get like on paper success," mm-hmm. I'd say no because I think women like we're we have this social. We're allowed to talk about our feelings. We're allowed to connect with each other. That's true. We're, we have a lot more flexibility in who we are as people like we can be a mom we can be an instagrammer we can be a career woman we can be you know what i mean like there's so many options for women whereas men it's like you have to be this sort of successful caricature of masculinity absolutely so it sucks for you guys i'm sorry also like wardrobe wise oh yeah you want to wear a skirt babe i mean men just very few choices and those collared shirts look Dismally uncomfortable. I can't even think about oh, it. Oh, I know. I'm all about a cardigan. I know, right? Mm. Little yep. sweatshirt. I love it. But this is, I just wanted to share one quote <laughs> from this article. Yeah. And it kind of is interesting because, um, it, yeah, okay, let me just share the quote. Okay. So it goes like this. Women are perceived by their managers, particularly their male managers, that's interesting, that was not part of the quote, uh, <laughs> to be slightly more effective than men at every hierarchical, 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 
maybe? I don't know. Anyway, so. <laughs> level. And in virtually every functional area of the organization. That includes the traditional male bastions, bastions <laughs> of IT operations and legal. Yes. How about that? Amen. Fucking great. Um, I just really liked that because, I mean, even if it's just slightly, I just like it. You know, mm. even if we're just slightly better, it's like, oh, yeah. cute, cute. Yeah. It's not a competition, okay, but unfortunately, right. unfortunately, it is. Yeah. I'm just kidding. It's not. <laughs> you're right. It's absolutely not. Um, but yeah, I, I got to thinking because, of course, when I was uh, reading stuff about this episode that we're doing, a, a lot of the things that I was reading started. I kind of went through a rabbit hole oh, of sure. like yeah. women in leadership mm. and why aren't women promoted and all this stuff. And then I thought about this. Um, uh, the story that my friend told me mm. about um, her, she got a new manager at work mm-hmm. and her manager was like kind of a hardcore feminist. Okay. And she was really jazzed about like promoting <laughs> women with it, like, you know, or like I'm um, not promoting, but um, like helping, uplifting, uplifting mm. and helping the kind of women that she was managing. And I just That's thought nice. that was fucking great. Yeah. I was like, good for her. But then it was really funny because my friend was also like, you know, her her managers like was saying things that were really like mm. like pretty radical, radical, mm-hmm. yeah, radical on the spectrum. And uh, <laughs> and my friend was like, "Do I need to?" And I was like, "You should literally start like sending her like feminist shit and just like <laughs> be a feminist with her." You yeah. know what I mean? So she just like lifts you up even more. I know that's yeah. a little bit like manipulative, but <laughs> I just thought that was great. Oh, I mean, it's good to be in that. Position. I really want to know who that is. I know. I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> I was like, just whisper it, Brittany. Shh. Just whisper it now. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, it's funny because I've had a couple of female managers in my time and they've really uh, been horrible people who haven't uh, helped me whatsoever. And uh, one of them too. actually, like, basically I uh, went through the process of trying to get this prospect and turn it into a person who would give us a uh, an opportunity for a pitch, to pitch for a piece of business. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it took me months. I literally got this person. I was like catching this train out to a very far away location a couple of times a week and like trying to make, you know, like inroads with this potential client. Mm-hmm. And, they, and then eventually he was like, okay, yeah, so I'm really excited. I finally got the right kind of piece of work for you. Um, there's a couple of other companies pitching, but that's okay. Like we really want you to put together like an interesting proposal. And I was like, Awesome. And so I went back to the office, like feeling really good about myself. And this woman just took it from me. And then when I asked her about it, I was like, you know, I was really excited about working on that. She said to me, Penny, it's not my job to look after your career. Can you believe that? Wow. Bitch. Seriously. I was so upset. so crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, like... Yeah, women aren't better sometimes. That's true. <laughs> We're all human. Sometimes they're really mean. Yeah. But I just think it's like super, it's just super interesting how, uh, you know, even even men are perceiving women as being... Competent. Really competent yeah. and, and obviously very helpful at work and like being team players. But yet still, it's actually, by the way, the numbers are declining in mm. the amount of women who are leaders. Yeah. In the world. Declining. Oh, shit. Yeah. Isn't that insane? I just oh. think, yeah, I think we take a different approach than men do. And that yeah. means that, like, when you think about a boss or a leader, you think about a white man in a suit. Yeah. And I think and of that And even too. women do, yeah. and that's proven yeah. as well. That's yeah. just, it's, and it's not sexism. It's just social conditioning. It's yeah. just the way that we've been conditioned. Exactly. So, 
Um, no one's to blame, but we just need to edge forward, okay? <laughs> All right. Um, What's yeah. going on with you, Pen? Well, this is a, this is a bit of a happy hour tack, but um, I'm just enjoying my life at the moment. <laughs> I, I gave myself the day off on Thursday and I was like, I don't have to work at all today. Okay, not at all, because like I think when you're a freelancer, sometimes you just work all the time a yeah. little bit or a lot or whatever. Um, and I had this moment of guilt where I was like, oh, I should be hustling for cl- more clients and more money. And then I was like, or I could just, you know, like you only get one time on this planet. Correct. You could just enjoy the day that you want to. Uh, the way you was want really to. nice as well. Yeah. It was like sunny, wasn't it? Well, I didn't leave the house. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did what Love I truly that. enjoy, which is sourcing uh, new content for my newsletter. But then also, like, my newsletter is just, like, it's really a passion project. Like, I don't plan to monetize it. There's no strategy. It's just, I just do what I, I'm doing what I like to do. Yeah. And, which is, like, learning a lot and reading a lot. Um, I explained that to someone the other day because they asked me about it. They're like, what's her plan for that? Does she yeah. want to do this? And I was like, she just loves doing it. Yeah. So she's just doing it. Yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> like, as far I would, as I know. Yeah. I would literally be bombarding everyone on my Facebook with, like, a hundred links a day. Yeah, um, exactly. So, yeah, I just kind of feel like sometimes it's easy to get caught up in this idea that you should be always hustling to progress in mm-hmm. life and actually that's not necessarily true all of the time yeah. and you can just chill for a while and oh. doesn't mean I'm not working hard sometimes here here <laughs> In our last episode, I was just re-listening to it today. I just wanted to say, Mm. at the end, we say money isn't everything, which of course it isn't, but we're in a really lucky and privileged position to be able to say that. Like, we don't have kids, we don't have dependents, we don't have a mortgage. Like, we're childless white women. So I just wanted to acknowledge that to anyone who found that annoying. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. It is good to gain a little bit of perspective every now and again, yeah. you know, you kind of zoom out. Um, I often find that, especially on social media, right? You always have to be very careful about kind of what you're saying because you're mm. always speaking from your experience, but people of course are coming from different yeah. experiences. So, yeah. Yeah. It's important. okay though. We we don't all have to murder each other. Um, and That's what about right. that, Brit? Oh yeah. So <laughs> I also read this hilarious article. So the coronavirus, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, it we're, wouldn't, we're, we, we're doing that. We have to talk about it. I know it's <laughs> awful, but um, yeah. So the coronavirus has officially um, hit Germany. Uh-huh. Um, Great. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so excited. It's only a matter of time. God, you know, better <laughs> late than never. Um, so coronavirus is here. And uh, I was reading this article about how um, they're talking like you know you're getting advice about how to avoid coronavirus mm-hmm. from all angles right mm-hmm. and there's this one guy, I think it must be in the US like it just has to be and the US is um, is promoting the soul patch um, beard like so not the full beard but just having the tiny little soul patch what on is the, a soul patch? it's right here it's just oh, a patch oh we call that right a goatee I think uh, but or a goatee a goes up like this. Oh, okay. So a soul patch is just this little patch right below your lip on your on your chin. Okay. And it's of a little hair. square a bit of hair. So what if you're a woman? How are you supposed to get a soul patch? No, no. <laughs> I'm so confused. It's, it's for men only. Oh, I, <laughs> I can't just that get 
generate facial that's hair. Amazing. <laughs> so basically, what they're saying is, it's safer if you want to have facial hair to have this minimal amount and to have a soul patch instead of having it like go all the oh, way around your oh, face because it kind of like whole. I don't know. It. I bet the the extra hair holds germs or something. Germs and whatever you know, or just like wash your face. Yeah. <laughs> right. Also, I mean, like I just if I'm on public transport, I just don't touch my face or inside my mouth after if I've had to hold on to a pole or something. This is the key. Just not touching your mouth mm. or your nose mm. or any orifice. Yeah. Or your eyeball. <laughs> Eyeballs are actually oh. the worst place to put germs because really? it just absorbs right away. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Just sucks it right in. Yeah. I mean, that's also one of the places <laughs> where you... Right. <laughs> right? I would just imagine an eyeball going like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's very like spacey or like yeah. extraterrestri- extraterrestrial. Mm. Um, but yeah, but that's probably also one of the most common places to to you know because it's such a natural like you have something in your eye yeah. or itchy or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, just stop touching yourself, you weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> ah, coronavirus. <laughs> Brittany's uh, boyfriend literally wouldn't touch me when I walked into the house. <laughs> I tried to give him a hug and he was like, it's like coronavirus. He's like, did you catch the tram? And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I did, but I didn't touch anything. And he's like, just, uh, can you just wash your hands? So antibacterial um, uh, spray, like uh, whatever that's called. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer yeah. and stuff. So if you look on Amazon right now, they'll, they're, they're selling like small packages of hand sanitizer at like 80 bucks a pop what? because they're running out everywhere. Everyone's Whoa, buying crazy amounts funny. of hand sanitizer. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. So just, you know, <laughs> Philip, my boyfriend, said to me yesterday that um, we need to like hide our hand sanitizer because people when we have friends over you know they might take it oh my it. gosh he's I mean he so was kidding cute. he was kidding mostly but yeah. also not I actually not watched um, a show on before the coronavirus broke out like literally a few days before I watched a show on Netflix called Pandemic mm-hmm. which is essentially really interestingly timed but it's about the idea that because um there are these pandemic viruses that spread throughout the world naturally. It's a mm. natural occurrence. Um, and the last major one was uh, Spanish flu or something. And that was before we had planes, like aeroplanes. Oh. So, ever like health professionals that um, specialize in uh, viruses that spread a lot, major epidemics. Mm-hmm. Um, they are freaking out because they're like, we're not prepared for this in any way. Yeah. And it's going to move in a really, really, really big way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to quit the show because then there was a woman on it who didn't want to vaccinate her children. And she was like, uh, why does the government think that they know better what is better for my children yeah, yeah. than I do? And I'm like, they're scientists, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Oh, That's God. why they think they know better. You're an idiot. Anyway, so I had to quit the show, but um, it happened like a few days before the coronavirus broke out. So if you want to freak out some more, I recommend it. Yeah, totally. Mm. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's try not to freak out. Okay. I think that's a general. Oh, I never freak out about anything. It's probably to my detriment. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I don't really freak out about very much either. No, no, no. To not freaking out. Wee. So this week we thought we'd do a little. Uh, entry level uh, episode on leadership and we're going to kind of deep dive into it a little bit more in future episodes but um, we thought we'd just cross off like our feelings about leadership 
coming from the perspective of people who aren't leaders. So like you'll hear a lot about leadership from people who are in positions of leadership at the moment. Classic. How many times can I say leadership in one sentence? Leadership. But um, they obviously are doing the leading and we're giving feedback on it, what, what it feels like to be led, yes. I guess. Um, yes. And also discussing like some leadership trends in general. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I love this topic because I think everybody has an opinion about leadership and everybody's worked for a terrible leader. Everybody's, Mm. not everybody's worked for a good leader, but you kind of know what the difference is, Mm. just sort of almost instinctually. But everybody also has a different style of leadership Mm. or like there can have a different style. Like there are so, I just have a quick list of the styles, right? So we've got democratic, autocratic, laissez-faire. Very French. So that's like chilled out, right? Yeah. Okay. Super, just let it, let everything happen Whatever. as it happens. <laughs> Strategic leadership, transformational, transactional, I don't know what that means, coach style, bureaucratic, and there's like a hundred more. Yeah. Um, I just find it really interesting because there are, I think there are, they kind of go, like you said, like in, tra- like they're like in style and mm. then they go out of style and they're, you yeah. know, there's like ebbs and flows with this whole thing. Yeah. And I think, um, it's interesting because I like to compare leadership to parenting, like mm. your leaders and teams don't have to be friends the yeah. same way parents and kids don't have to be friends. It's not about that. And it's so not about true. being liked as a person. It's about uh, being effective and kind, in my opinion. This is this is a real problem because I think for so many people, I mean, it's very, it's natural to humans to want to be liked. Mm. And this is, I think, a huge problem yeah. with leaders yeah. is that they also kind of have that natural tendency that they're just like, well, I just want everybody to like me. Mm. And then you end up doing things that aren't good for your for your people and your teams. Yeah. And then also you have trouble giving feedback and doing the hard things. Exactly. But I do know that um, leadership and like any kind of position at the top, it's a very lonely place because you're kind of there by yourself unless you've got a co-founder that you can be really um, quite candid with. It's really hard to um, create boundaries that are effective for you between yourself and your team, um, but also like not feel completely socially isolated, which I can imagine is really difficult. This is the thing, right? Like, so uh, I've, I've seen this a few times where the leader wants to be the leader, mm-hmm. but also wants to be like one of the buds yeah. on the ground floor. Oh, it happens all the time, especially in the tech world when you've yeah. got like these guys who are like 30 years old. Exactly. Leading entire companies. Exactly. They're like, yeah, I'm, yeah. Ex- that's a huge. Oh, shut up now. That's a huge. Goal. <laughs> I mean, I found this statistic really interesting. So 50, 56% of Americans claim that their boss is mildly or highly toxic. Fascinating. Yeah. I mean, like the, the old adage goes like people don't leave jobs, they leave managers. And yes. I think that's really, yeah. So, I mean, like. I'd love to know, Brittany, I'm mm-hmm. going to put you on the spot. Do it. Do you have a manager or a boss or a CEO, so a leader in general, in your history that you felt like they defined what it is to be a good leader? Oh, she's struggling. I, I would actually have a hard time saying yes That's a shame. to that. Yeah. 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 So I do I've have I've had one. bouts of it. I've had bouts. Like there's been times, mm. but then like 
you know, as you work for people, things sort of change. Mm. So I've had I've had moments where I felt like I was being led in a really clear, effective, and like respectful way. Mm. But yeah, I wouldn't say that I'm like I've definitely experienced a great leader. Yeah. You know? I feel like I have, um, and I want to kind of delve into that a little bit, and I want to know your opinion on it as well, because I think, um, so this was way back when I was a receptionist, Mm -hmm. so I was very like, I wasn't very hands-on with this guy, his name was Mike Wilson, he was a total legend, I'm sure he's not listening, but um, this was in when I worked in advertising, and basically like, the leadership style he had was to be very kind, but not hands-on friendship mm-hmm. so you you weren't mates with him but you were you knew he cared Love about that, you yeah. as an individual um he provided a really inspiring vision for the team <clears throat> which I think is super important like we all knew what the values of the organization were they were embedded in us yeah. as employees like I could still list them now um we all knew what the vision was for the organization we all knew what our 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 kind of DNA as a brand was. Um, and he invested in that financially and emotionally all the time. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like, I always like, I, I feel like it's like you're creating a whirlpool in water yeah. as a leader. Yeah. And when you step out of the whirlpool, people are still being sucked into it. Right. <laughs> it's a funny analogy, but yeah. like it works on its own. And totally. I thought that was, and I still remember him to this day, like doing the right thing. He was always doing the right thing. That's so nice. Which I love, you know, like it's easy to get behind someone like that. Totally. Did he also hire people who were like better than him? A hundred percent. Like these were some of the smartest people I've worked with and he gave them a lot of autonomy. Yes. So like he didn't have his nose in everyone's business. Yeah. He trusted people, which was really important. This is the thing. I think trust is something that um, in a leader is just so important it's the most not negotiable it's It's actually not negotiable exactly Mm. exactly and I think that the ability for a leader to hire people to cover their blind spots Mm. and then to put their trust in that person to do their job effectively Mm. is like to me that's just that's like leadership 101 like if you can't do that then I mean what are you doing I think that there's an ironic thing that's happening at the moment which is uh, agencies in particular, like digital agencies, are telling big companies like, oh, you can't be afraid of failure. You have to fail fast. Yeah. Yet failure is not an option um, in their own organisations, which I find totally. really funny. I'm like, you're not practising what you preach at all. Yeah. You're just telling other people it should be okay to fail when you're not trusting your own employees to do something that's not even a failure. It might just be less than exactly what you wanted. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, I think that's very common actually in in the world. People ha- are like, it's just convenient or it sounds good yeah. for someone to say, oh, yeah, no, you should definitely have a, a fail culture. You yeah. Know? And it's like, yeah, but do you? Do we have a yeah, fail culture? Yeah, like, hold on a no, second. No, we don't. Definitely <laughs> not. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So, um, Britt, tell me what all leaders, uh, good leaders, should have in common. Ooh, okay. I've I've got a couple of things that mm-hmm. I that I could speak to here. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned the first thing. I think that um, really good leaders hire people who are better than them mm-hmm. um, and aren't afraid of doing that. Mm-hmm. Like a good leader knows their own value, mm. but also knows what they're lacking. Yeah, and exactly. needs to like can fill in those blanks. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think they let their team 
do their jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not micromanaging everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, I did have a, a manager once say to me that they thought that they could do my job better than me, mm. which was the most soul crushing thing to hear yeah. ever, yeah. especially because I knew it wasn't true. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Um, they, I think also they. Um, they make decisions, right? Well, like they yeah. they make decisions and they also aren't afraid to to say like, ooh, I made that decision and it wasn't the right decision. Yeah, yeah. You I don't have that's... to blindly just pretend that you're doing the right thing all the time. No one's buying it. Exactly. Mm. No one no one thinks you know everything. No mm-hmm. one thinks that, you know, you should never go wrong so don't be afraid of but i hate it when leaders can't make a decision yeah it's like the worst like in politics that's the that's like the thing that actually that's the thing that they say women are really great at being in politics because they are decisive but also um thoughtful Mm. they they think through things before they make decisions yeah whereas men are decisive but can often just sort of go on impulse Mm. for things which can be good as well but it's just sort of like in leadership in a leadership sense actually it's really great to be you know a thoughtful decision maker yeah and if you're having trouble making decisions listen to our episode about it yeah (laughs) but also I mean like don't be afraid to get input I think I've seen leaders Mm. struggling with a decision on their own and I'm like why don't you just ask someone that you respect you know, like it could be someone right here on the team and you don't have to be like, oh, I need help and feel like that makes you look weak, mm-hmm. which is kind of lame. Like you can look weak. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. Authenticity. Um, authenticity. But like just gathering like two or three people and be like, hey, I've been really grappling with this lately. Um, here are the pros and cons that I've come up with. Do you guys have an opinion on it? That's so fucking cool. Oh, like totally. wouldn't you love, I don't know, like. Yeah, I mean, I would say that the biggest mistake that I think leaders make is that they um, have an idea that they should just create the vision and the and the concept and their staff should execute on it. Yeah. There's literally no point in hiring smart people unless you're going to let them do their jobs. Um, smart people are... They hate being told what to do. Totally. <laughs> they get really frustrating, really frustrated really quickly. Mm-hmm. And the excuse that bosses give in this context is that they're like, oh, well, I don't trust my, my team. And yeah. it's like, well, A, you hired them. Yeah. B, <laughs> so dumb, dumb. Uh, <laughs> B, you should have trained and onboarded your staff in a way that makes you trust them. Exactly. And C, um, you're just being an idiot I'm sorry (laughs) if you don't trust your team that's all it's all you I'm sorry like it's like being with the wrong guy like if you're with the wrong guy you should set him free so that he can be loved by someone else you know what I mean there is a book called the speed of trust Mm. and I might have talked about it before oh no I don't think you have okay well um it's a book that uh my mum was reading actually and Mm. then I took it from her and um, I can't remember the author, but we'll put it in the show notes. Uh, but he, there's a story that he tells, which I think is just very poignant. And mm. it's like a cute story. So there was a man. I'm going to tell the story. Is that okay? Yeah, I'll please. keep it short and snappy. Mm-hmm. So there was a man with a food truck. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had this really excellent food truck. And it was really busy, very popular at lunchtime, right? Mm-hmm. He was right in the middle of a few buildings and everybody came to his food truck. But is he, this a real story? True yeah. story? Okay, yeah. great. Sorry. But it was so busy. His food truck was so busy that he couldn't or he couldn't fulfill all of the orders mm-hmm. in time because of course it's a food truck you can only have two people in the food truck mm-hmm. one person taking the orders and making and exchanging the money and then one person actually fulfilling the food orders mm-hmm. so 
Uh, he was struggling to figure out how to improve his business and how to make things work better, whatever. So what he decided to do was put the till um, on like the outside ledge of his food truck. So it would then enable the people coming to his food truck to pay themselves. And then he would basically, him and the other person in the food truck would be just fulfilling, make just making the food. So okay. now you have double as many orders going out and you're just trusting that the customers who are like Aww. doing their own ex money exchange will give you, you know, the, the right money. And what he found was not only did the system work, right? Like he got way more people through, uh, through the thing. People actually ended up like Paying giving more, more money yeah, because I they, bet. they felt so uh well trusted you but know also and i think they've he was showing that he was committed to making the service faster yes he actually wanted the best for them yes and he was prepared to put himself a little bit out there mm -hmm. to get the best for his customers which is like oh i Isn't love that, a that great story? story i know it's great i was scared it was going to have a sad ending oh i know I you're like, your face i was like seat. don't worry it's getting good <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's like Put, like trust is just like at the core of productivity mm. of like being ef effective of even like people being happy at work mm. if you're not trusted it's like the worst feeling in the world yeah and if you d uh, also I think we should definitely bring up the idea that um we haven't talked about the book Radical Candor 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 I, when I say candor people think I'm saying panda um <laughs> Radical Candor by Kim Scott. Scott. Um, this is a great book because basically she's talking about the power of feedback, but mm -hmm. also what she talks about is the idea of actually genuinely caring about your people that you're, yeah. you're in charge of. You have the ability to really positively or really negatively impact their lives. Mm -hmm. So you should take that responsibility pretty fucking seriously, if, if I'm honest. Like, yeah. um, so basically she gives an amazing framework for how to um, care and be empathetic and like be on the same team as your team mm -hmm. um, in order to get the best feedback uh, result. Uh, results out of them but then also um how to always be telling them exactly how they're going yeah so it's kind of like um you're nudging them towards the best direction instead of like once a year waiting for the performance review and being like oh I really wasn't happy with that thing you did six months ago exactly. like that doesn't help that doesn't help anyone so unhelpful it's so great to be able to just like I, if I was working for Brittany, to always know that if I do something wrong, she'll let me know yeah. because she cares about me. Yeah. And also, if I do something right, she'll let me know as well. Yeah. The feedback goes both ways. 100%. So I think, like, for leaders, a majorly, like, a, a great, like, the first step you should take is to read that book and think about um, how you can implement a high feedback culture in your team and organization. Yeah, 100%. I think one of the last things that we we kind of touched on but I think needs to be like drilled in a little bit more is um uh humility like being oh, a humble yeah. leader mm -hmm. like that's that also plays into obviously hiring people who are you know smarter than you or whatever but I think just uh, having humility and just knowing that like being a leader doesn't make you better than anybody else yeah. in the organization yeah. um and it also doesn't mean that you need to know everything or be the be the best yeah. you know it's yeah. like you're just a person as well Trying to get by. Yeah. You know and like, I mean? When you really think of it in the scheme of things, there are 7 billion people on this planet. So if you're thinking that you're a super successful person because you've achieved this particular position, 
seriously, like, put it in perspective, there's exactly. heaps more successful people than you. So just, like, take it down a notch. Just a couple, you know? Yeah. A yeah. notch or two, mm. right? Yeah, practice some humility. Because so. your team will love that so much. Honestly. like <laughs> we can smell it, I totally. promise Totally. Absolutely. Isn't that true? Yeah. You can just tell when someone has an air of arrogance mm. and they really think quite highly of themselves and there's nothing more repulsive. Yeah, it's not oh. just repulsive, but also it doesn't make you want to do things for them. Exactly. Oh. Like, that's yeah. what you should be focused on at the end of the day. Like, I still, if Mike Wilson, my old boss, said to me, and he said this to me many times, but let's uh, go with the analogy. If he said to me now, Penny, I've got a job for you in Berlin, um, and I'll be your manager, I would take it in a heartbeat and I would do anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would work so hard. Yeah. I would, like, really commit. Whereas some of my previous bosses, no way would I go back there. Yeah. Not if you paid me a million bucks, seriously. Yeah. It's so interesting, right? It's like, mm. uh, like you said, like, people don't leave jobs, they leave managers. 100%. And then it goes the other way as well. People mm. will follow a really great leader or manager. And I've seen that happen. Yeah. I've seen that happen a lot. Like uh, my old boss from Sydney um, at Us2, his name was Joel, um, and he left Us2 and he is now working at one of the major companies in Australia. And like five people that I used to work with are now working with him. There you go. Because they're just like, oh, well, of course, I, you've got the right vision. You've got the right experience. And I believe in you. Yeah. So he just like easily snapped them up. So cool. Yeah. To leadership. Thank you so much for listening to our episode. Um, in closing, we just wanted to remark about um, just basically like why people feel the need to stay under a terrible leader, mm. <laughs> which happens a lot. Of course, yeah. Like, it's kind of crazy. And it's, it's a very, so if you're feeling like, oh, I've been in this job and my my manager's terrible or my boss is, I just can't stand this person and and they're ticking off all of the boxes of a toxic, you know, mm. manager, um, just remember that, that that is so normal. Yeah. And actually most people, like, if you think about it, right, like I actually, I've, I highlighted this little thing in, in a, another article that mm -hmm. I have, that we'll put in the show notes. Um, if you, you can think about it this way. So people enduring high stress situations often suffer from emotional exhaustion, right? Mm -hmm. So robbing them of the energy needed to search for a new situation. Oh, amen. Right? So it's hard to quit without another opportunity lined up. And then it's even harder to line up another opportunity when you feel super depleted. Exactly. If you're not feeling really confident, then why oh. would you be sort of like putting yourself out there? Exactly. So yeah, it's it's so normal. So all the more reason why you should just really try to make it happen. Mm. Get out of that situation any yeah. way you can. And I would recommend listening to our little career health check episode and seeing if there's anything you can do to like boost your own confidence and yeah. um, make yourself feel a little bit more confident about the job that you're doing. Yeah, because chances are you're great. You know what I mean? You're probably you're, wonderful. You're probably pretty great. So <laughs> you should just remind yourself of that. And if you're a woman, you're probably a little bit better. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> and also, sorry about the merciless cross-selling with the podcast. I'm like, you should listen to this episode. You should listen to that episode. But I, mean, I won't ever do it again. <laughs> Never ever. again. She's ever. definitely going to do it again. That's <laughs> definitely going to happen. Um, thanks again for listening, everybody. If you have uh, any comments or questions or 
thoughts, just send them to our email. We'd love to hear them. Yeah.、Uh, have a lovely week at work and don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Thank、you